0: Good morning and welcome back to Reading Isn't For Kids, a book club podcast where two grown adults read children's chapter books and sometimes comics. My name is Austin.
1: And my name is Anna.
0: And today we read uh, something a little different. We didn't read out of our current rotation of books because I found something at Goodwill that I was uh, shocked and appalled by that I we had to read. Um, it's called Hitler's Daughter by Jackie French. Now, uh, this is a Scholastic book. It was sold alongside Goosebumps yep. and Junie B. Jones.
1: Yeah, it is. It definitely is written at a children's reading level.
0: Uh, some of the content's not at children's reading level. <laughs> uh, no. uh, it was written in 1999. Uh, it is uh, set in Australia. I don't know if uh the author's from Australia. I've never heard of this person. So uh I don't know if they're from Australia or they just decided to place it there, which would be strange. Uh I'm not sure what time period it's supposed to be placed in either.
1: I think in like the late 90s because they talked about have, like, having like TV and
0: Yeah, and I mean it was it was written in 1999, but it it was first published in 2004. So this was like, this was post 9-11. This was post, you know, that like, you know, any societal changes that occurred because of that, which um, is always strange that like that blip in American society right there that, that you know, affected everything. Um, but uh, yeah, so I got this. I wasn't sure what it is. This book starts out with the main character, Mark. Yeah. Oh, hi, Mark. Uh, it's Mark. And he's at the bus stop with three other people. Yep. Anna, little Tracy, who I'm assuming is a few years younger than them.
1: Yes, I I think so.
0: And we never get Mark's age.
1: No, they never. Yeah, they never really. I established. think grade
0: school. They're in grade school.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, and then Ben. Yes. Uh, I just want to state I f- dislike Ben uh, a lot.
1: Ben is very annoying yes
0: Ben is not just annoying he is problematic let's be <laughs> honest <laughs> um,
1: that is true
0: so it goes on they like have this game they play when it's rainy uh, where they like each day, they, they, each day it's rainy they take a turn telling a story um, because w- when little Tracy started riding the bus she was scared so uh, uh, Anna and Mark decided that they would make her feel comfortable by telling a story Mm -hmm. and they all take turns, but Anna never takes a turn.
1: Yeah, well, Anna never picks who the story is about. Anna makes up the stories, and the other people tell her what they want the story to be about.
0: Yes, so she's just an improv queen. Yes. Um,
1: And so, like, (laughs) Tracy's like, oh, I want it to be, like, about fairies or, like, magic goldfish, and Ben's like, shut up. Like, Fairies aren't
0: real. And I'm like, all right.
1: He's like, fairies aren't real. That's what a boring like such a boring story and then anna is like she's like oh i want to pick who it is and they're like um no you never get to pick who it is like you just tell the story and she's like but i want to she's like then it's my turn because i've never picked before she's like i want the story to be about hitler's
0: daughter and that's in the second page yeah <laughs> um and Ben's out of like, nowhere. They're like yeah.
1: talking goofy, like li- normal little kid stuff. And she's like, No, I want, I would like to speak about Hitler. Please. And Ben's like,
0: Oh, Hitler's cool. And I was like, That was my first sign where I was like, All right. <laughs> I don't think he meant like Hitler is cool. I think he meant like World War II was cool. Um, but still, a weird sentence to read in a ch- children's book. Yes. Is um, Hitler's cool. And uh, I, I think just think wanna- he meant
1: like interesting, not cool, but like. Of course.
0: Uh, yeah. And then the rest of the book, I just want to say, Ben is not there. That is the last time we hear from Ben until like the last like three pages.
1: Yeah. Ben gets ill.
0: I, I wonder if there was more Ben and he was like a Nazi sympathizer or something. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. maybe like they were like trying to like, the author was like, oh, Ben um, is going to, you know, he's going to like, you know, have counterpoints, like play devil's advocate. Um, Not necessarily for like the bad things Hitler did, but like, oh, maybe he, you know, playing Abel's advocate, like, oh, he had good intentions or or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Because um, like, he's just gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's very sudden. It's just like, oh, Ben's sick.
0: Yeah, and then when the, like eventually, and sometimes randomly, they'll just be, Mark will be like, oh, Ben's still sick. And it's like, it makes it feel like it was like cut and pasted into the document. Like yeah. they were like retconning shit. I, again, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's just...
1: Yeah, I've never heard of this book in my life.
0: um And it, it won awards. Like, it won an award in Australia. So, it's, like, not... It was, like, a popular book, assuming... I, I don't know how the Australian Book of the Year Award goes. Uh, book of the Year.
1: I don't know, man.
0: um Anyway, she's telling a story about Hitler's daughter. And they're all like, well, Hitler never had a daughter. um And
1: she's like, yeah, because... Uh, because she had like a giant birthmark and a limp. So he hid her away.
0: Um, because like Hitler would round up people like that and murder them. You know what I mean? Or put them in work camps or, or whatever. Uh, whatever horrible thing that he decided to do that day. <laughs> and uh, uh, and Mark was like, Mark states the obvious, right? But he's like, well, that seems like weird. Why would he do that if he was like making everyone else do that? And Anna's like, well... You know, it was his daughter, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and it like jumps back and forth from like them telling the story to Mark going to school and just like obsessing over this story.
1: Yeah, no, he's like he's like morally disturbed by this story. He's like, he's like, first of all, extremely bothered that they would even. He feels like it's it completely. It feels wrong to make up a story about, uh, like make up a fake story about a fake person based off of a historical event that was so serious. And then he keeps hopping into these moral questions like, uh, like, uh, well, if my dad was Hitler, would I agree with him? And like,
0: would I be, would I be a bad person too? Just because my dad was,
1: Mm -hmm. he's like, am I a bad person? Would I be a bad person if my dad was a bad person? And like, would my parents still love me if I was a bad person? And like, he's having all these moral dilemmas, and Aunt Anna's just like telling this story.
0: We don't get Anna's point of view, but like, he keeps Mark keeps describing her as being distraught and like also disturbed.
1: Yes, like um, like she's upset that she is telling this story. Also,
0: but it's like, I it feels like Anna obviously wants to get this off her chest. Whatever, whatever the story is, mm-hmm. like whether she's making it up or whatever, um, and the first time. Uh, And it's a lot of just like going through this little girl's life. Like she does, she talks to Hitler like three times or something in the book.
1: Yeah, it starts off. It's just like, oh yeah, she eats bread rolls and and goes does her lessons and talks to the nannies. And
0: she has like one nanny that's basically her surrogate mother, um, and that's that's the only person she talks to. And then um, and the book does a pretty decent job at like making me not know like how old this girl is like how much time has passed because Mm -hmm. she's just like locked in a house and not allowed to go outside or anything and like the guards aren't allowed to talk to her or anything
1: yeah and like uh his daughter they named her heidi by the way um they named her heidi and actually i think anna picked out that name also didn't she
0: yeah anna did pick out that she picked out pretty sure she picked out the name heidi um, cause she didn't say a name and then little Tracy asked what her name was. Um, so, so they're going back and forth, um, you know, talking about Hitler's daughter and, uh, Mark the whole time is like, well, how did she not know he was doing bad stuff? And they're like, she didn't know anything. She was mm-hmm. in a room, not allowed to look at the news, not allowed to read any books that weren't, you know, given to her.
1: Yep. Weren't propaganda pretty much. Like she was allowed to le- read like Mein Kampf and that was
0: it. Um, they don't state Mein Kampf, but they imply that that's what she's reading. Um, and then like the only toys that they give her is dolls.
1: Blonde dolls specifically.
0: And she doesn't have blonde hair. I don't think they, they don't describe her with blonde hair. She
1: has, uh, she has brown hair. She has dark brown hair and she's short.
0: Yeah. And, um, she doesn't call him father. She calls him Duffy, Mm -hmm. which I'm not sure what that word means. Is it, I don't know if it's like a German word or something. Possibly. Um, yeah, I, there, I don't see anything on the internet that is telling me what Duffy means. So it must just be like the word of endearment that Frida Heinberg, I think your name was or something, uh, which was the nanny, has bestowed upon this person um, because uh, Hitler doesn't like being called father. Yeah. We kind of see through Heidi's perspective her nanny uh, being indoctrinated, you know, to this fascist regime um, and then slowly being, slowly realizing it and being like pushed, like breaking out of this fascist, fascist regime um, in the form of like, oh, she keeps reading letters and crying and. Talking about how like her family members are dying or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: well, because there's there's actually two nannies. One is like, oh, her brother got sent to the Russian front lines and was going to be killed pretty much. Yeah. And then the other one uh, had a younger sister with an intellectual uh, disability that was sent away to some sort of home. So she was told, and then a few months later, when she went to visit her, there they, they informed her that her sister was no, not there. Like she died. Like she had died.
0: Um, and uh, I don't. So I I learned a lot about World War II when I was younger. I was really interested in that war and the aspects of it. But I didn't. I was more about like the battles uh, of what you know what happened and um what like on what happened with uh with Japan. I I was more focused on that stuff. I never really got into the in depths of like what Hitler. Uh, necessarily did like I always knew that he did terrible things but I didn't know he had like uh, like homes or hospitals he would send people to Um, and uh, after after I played through the the newer Wolfenstein games now obviously those are slightly different (laughs) than actual history was they're dramatized um, but there's like a scene I think it's in the first game where the main character gets a head wound and he's sent to one of those homes. And he is like able to see but not he's nonverbal. Uh in the cutscene. And this is kind of a spoiler for that game, but it, it's like in the first hour. Um I think it's the first one. It's the first or second one, whatever. Um, and he like is shown witness to like um them killing those kind of people or like doing experiments on them to try and quote quote fix them. Um uh, so I don't know if that's what they're referencing in that scene.
1: Uh, definitely,
0: because you're you're more well versed in that side of history. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you want to take over from that, so I don't say something wrong. Or... No,
1: no, that was totally completely accurate. That that you know, and and you know, this little girl is being starting to become exposed to those sort of things, but doesn't really believe that isn't really making the connection that her that her that Hitler is behind it and eventually uh, you know she starts to as the war kind of ramps up near near the end of uh, the German battles they end up moving to like a countryside house
0: Um, and she gets a new nanny she still has the main nanny when she gets a sad, another a different second one, mm-hmm. and it's like a middle aged, uh, woman that lives farm lived, wife, farm yeah. wife, who is gossipy, and she said she she could say half as much and she'd still talk too much. That was one of the lines in the book. Yeah, um, and she's like tell tells tells her this like I'm assuming like ten year old.
1: Uh, I think it I think it said on that around her thirteenth birthday. Did it? Yeah.
0: Um just telling her all the gossip of the neighbors and she gets real into Jewish hate <laughs> at one point. Oh
1: yeah, like anti-Semitic, like she's like, oh, I found out that my my neighbor was Jewish and that he was harboring, you know, his sister and her husband and, you know, like how good for us, you know?
0: We got rid of them and uh, there was a, there was a, a jewish tailor or something i don't remember what word they said in the village but thankfully that's gone and i never went in because my husband would never let me interact with any jewish people and they didn't say jewish people they said they said jews yeah like they they straight up said that um and then it goes on talking how there was like the Salmonsons were also a family but no one knows what's happened to them Mm -hmm. Uh, and then it cuts back to mark and mark is again having an existential crisis rightly so it sounds like he's never thought about this stuff and he seems like a smart kid Mm -hmm. like he seems emotionally aware of himself Mm -hmm. but he's trying to parse it through and he brings it up to his dad and his dad doesn't know how to handle it because i don't honestly blame the dad a little bit because it's like how do you explain that yeah um and he's like well what if um like what if we disagreed on something would you stop talking to me and he's like oh i hope we would always be able to talk to each other if we disagreed on something And then he's like, okay, well, what if I took a chainsaw and cut up a bunch of people and murdered them? Would you still love me? Direct line, basically. Yeah. yeah. And his dad's like, "Um, well, I feel sorry for you and your victims. um, And I guess we would still love you in a way. And he goes, he's
1: like, like, I would probably love you in a different way, but not like, maybe not the same. And, And Mark's like, would you call the police? He's like, well, yeah, I think so. I think so.
0: Um, and he's like, um, yeah, I, I'd call the police and all that stuff, and um, I'd also, which is a weird heavy line they threw. He's like, I would wonder what, how me and your mother failed you. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa, <laughs> woof. What?
1: yeah, I don't t- totally like Mark is doing his own thing right now. It's like, it's so jarring for like almost almost jarring from the rest of the book like it still relates somehow but he's like he's going through it emotionally he's like figuring out his moral compass and like it's very strange
0: and um then at, later on uh he after some more flashing for back to the story and back and forth we've already went over what happened there he talks with his mother and his mother does an even worse job yeah um she's like it's too early for these questions and like uh, she's not necessarily being mean but de- very dismissive dismissive and um,
1: almost like silly like how goofy of you to even think this way like it, it was unfathomable to her that like either her or her son could be bad people and like she just and didn't she's like even- she's
0: like i don't even think about that stuff <laughs> yeah and then it cuts to him and he's like i want to read it <laughs> i want to read what he says because it made me, it made me feel sad what he says
1: Uh, Oh, I think I know what you're talking about.
0: um, So this is after his mom tells him that, like, we don't have time for this and we're going to be late. (laughs) Eat your porridge. (laughs) Uh, We don't call it porridge in the U.S., so (laughs) I think it's oatmeal is what they're talking about. oatmeal or hot cereal. Yeah. Uh, This is from Mark. He says, he wondered what it would be like to have a mom who loved answering questions, a mom who really liked thinking about things that's a really good question mark the imaginary mom would say my first reaction to say mind your own business but that's the wrong answer isn't it it it, is it asked mom asked mark in his mind the imaginary mom would nod it's what i do all the time all the time she said slowly turn off the tv and avoid arguments with people who want to discuss everything and sign petitions and things but and she'd shake her head that's what people in germany did didn't they and it it goes on but another like paragraph of him just like Spiraling from her dismissing him, and it made me feel bad as a dad that, like, um, like she like fucked up, like that was the wrong way to handle that situation, yeah, definitely. Um,
1: because he's just like filling in the blanks of things that he thinks his (laughs) mom might say to him, and it's no, he no wishes she'd say to him, yeah, right,
0: like he feels it's he's feeling neglected. I mean, I don't think she's trying to be neglectful, but it is.
1: Yeah, it's it's something that was hitting his emotions really hard, and she kind of just was like, "That's silly," and moved on. And he's like, "No, this is serious. Please help me."
0: <laughs> and uh, I I I just don't think because I mean, and then afterwards she says, "Uh, she asked if he's okay, and she says, look, ask me questions when I'm not so rushed, okay.'" Um. So like, she she realizes like, oh, uh, I've oopsed.
1: <laughs> yeah. But at the beginning of the book, Mark did mention that his mom is constantly in a rush because she's trying to be early to everything.
0: Yeah, um, and then in a few pages before that, he walks in and the radio is talking about hundreds, thousands of people dying or something. Yeah, I don't know what what event they're referencing. I'm um, not
1: very familiar with Australian history or what was going on. Or even that if time like period. they're referencing
0: like something in the Middle East, because I know like America has been fucking up the Middle East for decades. So yeah. I don't know if they're referencing that. Um, or if it was something you know russia did because russia's always doing stuff just like we're always doing stuff so um i I don't know because like i mean honestly that stuff has happened always and like there's always bad things happening like that so um which is bad but i don't know because he hears that and he takes that to heart too so this kid is just like run through the gutter of his poor little emotions and I feel bad. I just want to like give him a hug and be like, it's okay. We can talk about it. What what's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, I'll listen. <laughs> and I will answer your questions. <laughs> um and then uh cuts back to um Heidi. Yes. And- so
1: the war is just continuing with Heidi and uh she's getting like less and less luxuries, you know, uh their rations are getting smaller and smaller and she's noticing that the the one maid is you know taking a handful of flour and stuffing it in her pocket every day or Mm -hmm. taking an extra egg and putting it in her pocket or whatever some butter and you know she doesn't say anything because she's like oh man things must be getting pretty bad out there
0: yeah heidi is like not complaining she's not a bad she's not annoying she's very
1: she has a lot of compassion and
0: which is obviously strange coming from, you know, supposedly the man who is her father. Right. Um, But she wasn't raised by him. She was raised by these like, granted, they were corrupted by fascism, but they weren't, a lot of them weren't bad people. Mm-hmm. Like that second nanny was a bad person. Like she was anti-Semitic. She was racist. Like she was a bad person. For sure. Um, But she didn't push that stuff on her really, except that one time she really just talked about like
1: like oh rabbits and and chickens and and this (laughs) is this is how you cook food (laughs)
0: yeah um we had a baby goat and i named her after you um stuff like that and uh she like yeah because she let heidi help her Mm -hmm. which no one would do
1: yes heidi wasn't not like not she wouldn't do chores, and, like, the second nanny was letting her do chores around the house, because I'm assuming she had her own children who were farm kids who are used to doing chores constantly.
0: Um And Heidi didn't complain about it. She was actually, like, grateful to be doing something, which I totally get.
1: Eventually, in, like, the middle of the night, um, Hitler pays her a visit.
0: Mm-hmm. Doesn't go directly to her. Makes them drive to him.
1: Yes. Yeah. And then... She gets out of the car, goes into his car, so nobody can see them together, really. Yeah. And then he chats, and he's just like, how's it going? All right. Cool.
0: Be a good girl. And then at one point, he, like, starts to lose his fucking mind and realizes that she's there.
1: Yeah. he's like, goes on, like, a fucking rant.
0: Um, And I think that's where she, like, realizes that she's like, oh...
1: Yeah, he's not great. And then uh, he's like, oh, okay, well, see you next time. And like, she gets out of the car and he leaves. And
0: then they go back. And then um, it cuts back to Mark and he's still having an existential crisis. This book is over, like, I want to say a couple, like, a, like a, 10 days or something.
1: Like a week or something yeah. like that.
0: Um, And it cuts back to him. And then he asks his history teacher <laughs> these questions. And his history teacher's like, struggling to answer these questions
1: yeah and he's like is everything okay at home mark he's like is, is everything good at, with you
0: and he's like and then mark like realizes that it's sounding like his parents are like abusing him and he's like no 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 and that kind of like pushes mark to stop questioning um and i'm not saying the teacher did anything wrong right um the teacher was trying to answer his questions but like it is a is questions his parents need to answer it's not the teacher's job to parent this kid you know what i mean like right. um so he's like oh why don't you talk to the father on sunday like just like pushing into the next person yeah like no i don't well i'm not religious i don't know if it'd be good to speak with a, a religious leader about I mean, that
1: you can speak with religious leaders on any kind of moral questions you have would that like, be helpful i mean it can be yeah
0: i've i've spoken to pastors and preachers and fathers but it's never been in that capacity it's just been like I've seen them out in public, and I've been like, oh, hello, and they know me because, like, in the town I grew up in, they were a big part of the community. Even if you weren't a part of the church, they were still very kind to everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, I knew them from, like, I worked at the grocery store, so, like, you know, I helped check them out and carry the groceries and stuff. So, that's my only, and, you know, they would never be preachy to me. So, Mm -hmm. it was just, like, a normal customer transaction so that's my knowledge of religious leaders so i don't know if it's good to go to them with those questions
1: no yeah it can be um but uh then we cut back to heidi and, abruptly again. yeah abruptly and this is where shit starts to get really oh my god it it takes a nose dive um all of a sudden like they're hearing bombs uh, go off and then in the middle of the night she's woken up again and they're taken into i think into berlin mm-hmm. and sh- they're living in a bunker and they're l- like locked in a bunker and for like a week or two or weeks it must be and uh the the nanny is like saving their portion of bread every day not she's the like,
0: mom nanny the the older one the older nanny, right? Yes, it wasn't the like gossipy one, it was the one that was like becoming distant from yes. her. Yes, uh, and yeah, she's saving bread. Go she's on, she's
1: saving bread and like saying, Oh no, we shouldn't eat this, we need to save it for later. And so they're eating like cold soup, like teeny, like old sausage portions. And like, she's like, Heidi's like, her favorite game. And she's like, it. Not even because like it was fun. She would put her hands against the bunker walls and feel the shaking of the bombs and planes above her because that was the only thing she could do until her
0: hands started to tingle and she'd stop. Uh, and then after a, you know a quite a while of doing that, um, she wakes up after being like held during the night by the nanny, which she hadn't done in a while. I think she said, "Yeah." Um, she woke up and she was gone. Then and, Annie
1: was gone. Yeah.
0: And she wasn't mad or disappointed or even surprised. She's like, she's like makes a, sense.
1: Yeah, she's like, all right. She's definitely gone to go be with her family. And she's like, well, now I don't have anybody. She's like, I am alone now. And do
0: I even exist? That's what Heidi says. Am I even real? Yeah. Because the only person who acknowledges me is gone. And she said she even leaves the door open. And they bring the same amount of like food like there is two people there. They don't even yeah. notice.
1: And nor do they care, really. So Heidi like has to learn how to use the stove to heat up her mm-hmm. like drop of soup and then uh,
0: She uh and then she like hears her she hears she hears Hitler talk yes. like screaming. Like, screaming. I think I think it was referencing that like classic scene we see in movies where Hitler is like standing at a table fucking losing his mind. Yeah. I can't remember what movie it's in.
1: Inglorious bastards. Is that I what think, it's in? I, I don't know if where he's like screaming at the table or cuz I think there's the other war. movies that have a scene like that. Oh, definitely. It's 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 that's the moment where he realizes he's lost the war mm-hmm. and he is ready to shoot himself at everybody in the room.
0: Uh, and they talk about Mark talks about before this scene talks about Hitler how he killed himself and so did his like wife at the time. Which is heavy to be in this book. Suicide? Yeah. Like, I know it's Hitler and, like, bad person, and, like, they should learn that. But it's weird being in a... Children's no, book. Yeah. A novel. Like, that's something in a textbook. Because mm-hmm. I remember, you know, in middle school and grade school, them saying, like, oh, at the end of the war, we didn't end up, you know, because they wanted to try Hitler for his crimes. We found They found him dead. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, we believe it was suicide. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, um, howdy goes up there, because she hears her dad, you know go up there screaming and she's like she walks in the room and she's like hey dad like is everything okay and he whips around and he's like and the guards like uh dad what are you even talking about and there's like i've never seen that girl in my life like get her the fuck out of here why is she here yeah right Why and she yeah.
0: uh and her heart is like I just I could just feel like it, it broke.
1: Yeah. She was crushed <laughs> and she was like, oh yeah, no, I'm definitely alone in this world. Like there's nobody, nobody out there for me.
0: And uh, the guard who is being very nice to her. Yeah. Takes her and leads her into Berlin and they go through. She's describing like the city is like destroyed. Because this is when the Russians were, it was like, I think it was uh, Russia and Ameri- the Americans were, were storming Berlin from different angles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming the UK was there too, but yeah, I know that the, there was a lot of, a lot of Russian soldiers specifically.
1: Yes. And you know, she's like describing how like she's hearing bombs all around her. She
0: smells blood. <laughs>
1: yeah. She's like, it's dusty and dirty and the guard was carrying her suitcase and you know, he's chatting with her, like, you know, like making, rubbing her head, trying yeah, to make making her feel small better. Small talk, Just trying to like get her out of here, get her to a safe place. And all of a sudden, she's like, there was a loud noise and like an explosion. And she turns and this guy's arms are ripped off by a bomb. He's still holding on her suitcase.
0: I, I think it's implied that he like covered, like yeah. he protected her. Right. Um, and like they talk about like blood, like they said there was red pumping out of him. Yep. And, and his said, eyes were open. <laughs>
1: She's like, she's like, I. she was shocked to see that his bones were still white, even though they were covered in blood and like.
0: Which is something that I've read in like, like war novels where they're like, yeah, the bones are still white. And I, it is horrifying. for. And yeah. I don't and know so if it's just like, science, but.
1: She's like, he. Uh, she's trying to pry her suitcase out of his hand. Oh. <laughs> and she's like running and bombs are going off around her. There's tanks everywhere. A tank explodes in front of her
0: the street collapsed underneath her
1: and she's like trapped she's like crawling she's desperate trying to get out and then like some random lady uh, like sees her and grabs her and she's like where is your parents like we need to get you safe and she's like i don't have parents and she's like she's like okay well we'll help you we're going to you know uh, we're going to go over to the american side and and we're going to we're going to get you we, we need like, to
0: stay away from the russians the russians yeah. are killing people <laughs>
1: she's like a and the boys like yeah like they killed my sister
0: and she's he's holding a baby too
1: yeah
0: um and there was a dad there too i think wasn't there
1: um they he had a dad but he wasn't there
0: he was missing Mm -hmm. um but yeah the he his older sister which was she said he was killed was by helga was killed by the russians yeah um And he said, like, this kid that was, like, four years younger than was holding a baby. Yeah. (laughs) I'm assuming his sibling. And she goes, oh, what's your name, sweetie? And she goes, um, Heidi. Mm -hmm. And she goes, what's your last name? And then she doesn't.
1: Yeah, she's like, uh, no. It's just Heidi.
0: (laughs) And she goes, oh, my name is, um, I think Joanne Salmonson. And I was like, what? Nice callback book. (laughs) Good job.
1: (laughs) And so, uh.
0: They get over to the American side, and I think they do find the father. Like he was already there yes. or something. Yeah, uh, and
1: then they're all reunited. And, and they, then and then Anna's like, "All right, that's the end of the story." And everybody's like, "That can't be what? the end of the story. Like, what happens to her after that?" And she's like, "Oh no, they go to Australia." And they're like, "Where we live?" And she's like, "Yep."
0: Yeah, they they say that it's her daughter. They change. They say it's their daughter Helga. Mm-hmm.
1: They like forge her papers.
0: Um and I just don't think that the Americans they were just like sure like
1: <laughs> yeah like whatever refugee get out of here which like, which just, actually was very common that people like Jewish people and people mm-hmm. refugees were taking dead people's papers and escaping the country with them
0: because um, I I don't necessarily know that that's right but I don't think like you know like a right morally thing to do but I don't blame them uh, you know and like the obviously the American soldiers didn't care right they didn't want to be there either so right. So Uh, they were just like, oh, there's children. We need to get them out of fire.
1: (laughs) And then this is where Ben comes back.
0: Oh, God, Ben. Ben starts saying Sig Hale.
1: Yeah, he does. He was like, he's like, oh, well, if she moved to Australia, then that'd be super cool because she had kids. And imagine if our teachers were Hitler's grandchildren, they'd make us all say say, Sig Hale.
0: Super insensitive, Ben. And no one's laughing either.
1: Oh, yeah. He's just like going on about how cool it would be to like Know people who were related to Hitler, and so uh, Mark, like, they get on the bus, and Mark's like quietly asking Anna more questions about it, and he's like, "Well, you know, this and that, and this and that," and Anna's like, uh, "He's like, well, you know, wouldn't she like need to get it off her chest? Wouldn't she need to tell somebody?" And and this is where it gets really weird with Anna Mm -hmm. because she's like. Well, she would have only told one person, and that and would be her granddaughter.
0: On her deathbed. On her like deathbed. Like, she just needed to tell someone, and she told she told her. And then that person needed to tell someone.
1: <laughs> and Anna just goes silent and looks out the window, and the book ends. And, well, and- Mark
0: does say, he, he does say first, he says, he says, I'm sorry, Anna. And Anna just kind of, like, nods. And Mark's like, I don't know why I said sorry, but I felt like I needed to. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and she's just like somber, stone-faced, out the window, and then the book ends. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so she's so she's Hitler's great 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 granddaughter. Yes. Yeah, that's what the book was implying. Yeah. Um,
1: Which makes the back of the book make sense because the back of the book doesn't make sense until you reach that like final page where she's like, "Oh yeah, definitely."
0: Should I read it? Do you want me to read it? Yeah, you can read it. Um something was wrong, unfinished. It ate at Mark all the way through school. It was Anna's story, of course. That's what was wrong. She wasn't telling it properly, not like it should be told. Because somehow Mark knew that the story was there in Anna's mind. She shouldn't have let them butt in. It was almost almost like she didn't want to tell it at all. It shouldn't have mattered, of course. It was just out one of Anna's stories, like the one about the goldfish that swam to Tassamania? Tasmania. Tasmania? Uh, swam to Tasmania? never seen that word spelled out give me a break uh but remember but but somehow heidi had become real no she wasn't real not yet it was as though she might be real if anna just told them more and suddenly mark wanted more than anything to know more and because once they finish the story and he realizes how upset Vaughn is he gets over it like he he realizes that
1: But like his morality (laughs) is like that thought that like maybe what if I was related to a bad person isn't as heavy as knowing you are related to a horrible person. And it kind of
0: answered his question. Yeah. Like, are you a bad person for being related to a bad person? Because Anna isn't. Her mother and father is a doctor and a teacher. And her grandmother grandmother became a doctor or whatever she said. Yeah, whatever. Uh, So like, and they were all good people. Like, mm-hmm. he and she knew her since she was a kid, and they've been friends, and they've always been kind to each other. So, like, it doesn't matter where you're from, basically. Yeah. Which kind of ties back into, like, all of the anti-Semitic stuff that, like, it doesn't matter where you're from. Mm-hmm. It's who you are as a person. Um, I genuinely liked the story. I- I'm sorry if you didn't. But
1: Oh, no, it's... <laughs> I didn't know how to feel about it, and I didn't know... <laughs> I going into it, it's it's. I didn't, I really didn't know what to expect out of the book. Um, yeah, I, because I, like, I posted I,
0: a picture to our Discord. Yes, and uh, so if you wanted to go look at it, the cover, is is insane.
1: Yeah, it it's very like misleading. Like it doesn't look like anything about what happens in the book. I wish there was like an about the author section because a lot of like, I feel like a lot of even, like, American nonfiction children's books don't go this heavily into, like, like disturbing parts of history because uh, America is very good at hiding history.
0: It appears that the author was born in Sydney, grew up in Brisbane. Uh, I think she's still alive. Yeah, she's sixty-eight years old. She lives in Sydney. Uh, she's dyslexic apparently.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but like a lot of her novels are like that. Like what here, like I'll read I'll read some titles off to you. Again, I don't know much about these, but uh The Legend of the Lost Lilies, Nanberry, Black Brother White, Flood, Fire, The Fire Wombat, uh Tom Appleboy, Convict Boy. Pennies for Hitler. Here's another one. Uh, Waltz for Matilda. Um, it seems like she's a pretty... Here's a Refugee. Uh, seems like she's a pretty heavy author.
1: America tends to sugarcoat and and erase a lot of horrible parts of history just to make things easier and more pleasant and And sunshine and roses for everybody. So I'm not sure how other education systems are at doing that. Apparently not as much as not as much as America.
0: Every war that we've been in, we've been the good guys.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Like I didn't learn about like Vietnam truly until I went to college. Mm -hmm. And I had someone who he was around during that time. Uh, Not old enough to go, I don't believe. But he was, you know. He was an older man, but like I don't know if he was old enough to go. But he was like, "Oh no, it. We weren't. I mean, we didn't like go in there, and we weren't evil, but it wasn't for good reasons. Like, it was not. You know, Vietnam was not a good thing we did, right? Uh,
1: and, and unfortunately, a lot of American education doesn't touch on like the uh, almost any of the bad parts of history until you reach a high school age and then they don't even touch about the bad things americans have done in history until you reach a college level
0: like when i was in high school they touched on the trail of tears and like stuff about native americans are and like the other indigenous people of the states and uh you know we kind of it was like a chapter like it wasn't it didn't Mm -hmm. go in depth uh and like it didn't talk about all the horrible things that the american government and the american people did to the to these people that didn't do anything to uh, to right america or it, they were here they were there first like
1: in fact like I we don't even have to like get into this on the podcast but um the fact that they complied with um with laws that americans were making for them and they're like okay like if we follow your rules we can stay here and they're like yes absolutely and so they did
0: and they were like psych psych like, <laughs> um and I don't want you to think that we're anti-America. I, I, I do love our country. Um, and that's why I recognize all the bad things that have happened. And I want I want the good things. I want us to do good things. That's what I want. We have the power and the money to do good things, but we choose not to. Right. Um, so I hope anyone listening to this podcast did. I mean, I'm assuming with things I said that they didn't think I was uh, some conservative person because <laughs> I'm not. Right. Um. But. Yeah, I don't know because if you're from a different country or you grew up in a different country, and uh, I would love to hear what you guys learned about in high school and stuff.
1: Yeah, because uh, for all we know, this is like, a, you know, how like every, you know, standard like middle school reads certain books. Like may, this might even be like a standard book that mm-hmm. that other countries like, are read. Or something
0: similar to yeah. that. Because um, that would be a good way to get a kid to understand what happened without being... You know, too. Um, you know, I don't want to say vulgar, but too like graphic, graphic um, with what happened, while still implying the implications of what happened.
1: So yeah, heavier book than we thought when we picked it up off the shelf, but still, I still think worth worth an episode. I mean, we read it; it was not <laughs> yeah. not horrible.
0: It made me think more than a fucking Junie B. Jones book did. That's <laughs> for sure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Like how do we how, how do we fucking joke about this book?
1: I, we can't. I don't. The think only we thing can. we can do is bag on Ben.
0: Bag on Ben. Yeah, like, this no, is no, ben a Ben is hate shit. podcast.
1: Yeah, we hate Ben.
0: Ben needs to, I don't know,
1: get sick longer next time. I guess. <laughs> 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 fucking shit.
0: <laughs> Privileged ass Ben wasn't even sick and his mom still kept him in school cuz he didn't want him to get sick from the rain fucking probably gets a name brand cereal too.
1: Right. <laughs> you eat <laughs> <laughs> you eat cinnamon toast crunch and not toasty cinnamon squares. <laughs> fuck you, Ben.
0: <laughs> um you know, he does that. Sig Hale. So do seriously fuck Ben. Like, yeah, ba- bad kid. It. Yeah, not um, cool. Uh and usually that's like a uh, and not always, but sometimes as a reflection of what he hears at home. So who knows what Ben's coming from? (laughs) So, yes. uh, either way, I think that's it. I give, uh, this book, um, I'm going to say, uh, five anti Ben campaigns out of five.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I suggest that like, if you want to read a chapters book, that's, you know, about World war two and doesn't glorify anything. Uh, definitely read this one um i rarely am i speechless
1: yeah i don't even know how to end end this conversation
0: uh yeah well well, i can try sure uh yeah why don't you uh follow us on twitter at riff k pod i think yeah riff k pod i think that's what it is whatever it's yeah. in the description click it <laughs> um leave us a review on apple podcasts um Hell yeah. I'll read them off if they're five stars, and I'll say how great you are if you do it. Yeah, right. Um, Join our Discord. Our Discord is Grim Encounters, which is our flagship podcast, but there is an entire uh, section devoted for reading isn't for kids. I got a place for you guys to talk about what books you're reading. I got a place to suggest books for us or book series. Um, I have the entire list of books that have been suggested. Um, I have a place to just... um, uh, like it's for like what we're reading a channel devoted to like what we're reading next so it's like a live list I'm like, updating as we go so like if you're reading along um, you can uh, you don't have to obviously um, but you know any place to talk there like I'm heavily active in the discord uh, you know I'm there to talk and chat and sometimes on the weekends I hop into one of the voice channels and listen to random music and we I don't really talk but we just kind of vibe and I play video games and listen to random playlists. So uh find us there. Um Uh but yeah, so I don't fucking That's fucking it. I mean I have a Twitter too, it's in the description. So's so's Anna's. Uh follow us there if you want. Um the next book we're reading is uh Fear Street number two, Surprise Party. Yes. And um I'm hoping for more <laughs> Uh
1: something we can rag on.
0: <laughs> our our gush over, one of the two. Not something that I genuinely liked.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not something it's so difficult.
0: I don't know. I think we did it right. I think we handled it well. Uh but yeah, so if if we learned anything is that Ben's bad, Hitler's bad. Alright, so I'm gonna read us a joke. I also we we found I found like three other joke books from the 90s and 80s, so uh, it won't always be rock and roll themed. Because this is 101 Rock and Roll Jokes and Riddles by Katie Hall and Lisa Eisenberg, illustrated by Don Orhek. Oh, yeah. Uh And this this uh this joke comes straight off page 80. Oh boy. In the sec in the section more rock and riddles, uh, and I want to read this to you. Uh, so uh, why is it always cold at rock concerts, Anna?
1: I don't know why.
0: Because of all the fans.
1: Oh, ew. Uh, Did you get it? I got it. Is it
0: funny? It's because fa- fans are like a thing you turn on and it like circulates the air in the room and kind of makes it colder. That's what a fan is.
1: I'm leaving.
0: Welcome to the podcast where I mansplain things. I'm Christina. leaving. <laughs> uh, either way, Bye. I want you to go and drink some water. I want you to get some sleep. I want you to wear your helmet. I want you to read a book. I want you to touch some fucking grass. Another grass.